trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Inside Feed. This week, we are talking with Chaos Attackman Curtis Dixon on his first season in the PLL, their championship series comeback, and then we are joined by the Inside Feed's number one fan, Jameson Embry, during a special fan segment of That Speed, boy. Yes, we stay true to our word in bringing on fans for the segment. So first time we had to bring in our guy, Jameson, I'm honestly kind of embarrassed because he whooped me, but like, it's fine. You'll have to listen to it at the end though. I also gave him like pretty easy questions. Yeah. Set him up for success. So whatever. But yeah, we have an action packed show this week. Yes. I'm coming off a vacation where I did absolutely nothing. I slept a lot. (laughs) I slept a lot. I watched Away on Netflix. It's that new TV um, series with Hilary Swank. It's about um, basically like them going to Mars, but it's so unnecessarily dramatic. It's it every every episode. There's something where it seems as if life. It's so dramatic. I can't. You just have to watch it. But it was really good. It reminded me of The Martian. So it's it's not like is it's a TV show, but it's like obviously. Yes. Got it. I've never even heard of it. Yes, it's new. It just came out. Yes. And then I started Succession on HBO. That's really good so far, but I'm very new in it. So please no spoilers, but that's (laughs) all I did on my vacation. (laughs) It was really nice though. I got away from social media and put my phone down and was able to just like take a deep breath. And it was really, really nice. Yeah. I'm going on vacation this week. And I'm hoping I can do the same. I'm going to try really hard to. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our interview with Curtis Dixon. Um, we cover a lot of different aspects. Really get to know him. At least my first time really getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Um, and your guys is too, probably. Yes. He was a, a quiet guy all through championship series but he was lethal on the field so we had to get him on the pod just to like break down who Curtis Dixon is all right well here is our interview with Curtis Dixon welcome to the inside feed two-time all-american at the University of Delaware their all-time leading goal scorer two-time world champion and attackman for the chaos lacrosse club Curtis Dixon Oh, oh! It's actually three-time world champion, but that's okay. Oh, <laughs> tell someone to update your bio. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, I just had to point that out. That's a sheesh. <laughs> sorry, three-time world champion. That's better than me saying like more than you actually have. Though. That's that's, that's very true. true. You know? I, get hum- I get the humble brag and correct right. you. Right. It's yeah. I, maybe I did that on purpose to set you up for that. There you go. I like it. Curtis, I remember the first time we met you, we kind of knew you last season, but unfortunately didn't get to like formally meet you. We met you in the baggage claim of the airport going to championship series. We both me and Lisa had kind of like virtually met you, but never in person. And so it was you, it was me, Lisa, you, and Romar Dennis just chilling in the baggage claim, waiting for the bus, not knowing a clue what we were about to get into. Do you remember that? 
I sure do. I remember uh, drinking a coffee too, and I totally forgot that we were getting tested when we got to the hotel. <laughs> so it was very, very close to the cutoff time where you were allowed to eat or drink. So I was uh, a little nervous about that, but I, I made the cut. I passed my test. So it was all good. That was your what first was like, experience with the PLL. You didn't really know what to what you're getting yourself into. None of us really did. What was your like mindset going into this entire experience? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I was interested to see how it was all going to pan out. Obviously, with the, the whole bubble and knowing what's you know obviously going on in the world right now and how they were going to handle it. But um, you know, having been through it all, I don't think it could have ran any smoother. The, the way the league had everything set up and the protocols they had in place and, you know, the people they had in charge of everything. It was, um, it was, it was very smooth and, and very well put together. You come into the league and you literally wasted no time making an impact in the first half you had a hat trick. So, I mean, how was it going into this offense? You fit in so perfectly. What, what worked for you and fitting in so well? Yeah. I mean, the guys around me that I'm playing with obviously make my job a lot easier. Um, I've played with a few of those guys before, whether it be, you know, Dane and Josh or um, playing on Team Canada with, with some of those guys and, and, you know, them being box players, it's, it's a little bit easier transition. And Coach Towers knows he, you know, he plays to our strengths. So, you know, our offensive systems kind of play into that as well. So, um, but like I said, any, anytime you're playing with, you know, world-class players like, like we are in that league, um, it makes your job a heck of a lot easier. Would you say that, Andy Towers kind of did pick up with that strength of y'all having that really strong box presence and kind of buying into that in your offense. Most definitely he did. He, I mean, we talked about it from, you know, our zoom calls leading up to the tournament and he knew kind of that was part of our identity as a team. Uh, we we're going to be fairly, fairly box heavy, at least for, you know, one of the lines, like you saw when we moved into the, you know, elimination rounds, we kind of split the, the midfield lines into, you know, the American guys and the Canadian guys and had kind of two different, offensive sets that we were throwing at teams. So um, we knew we had that kind of in our back pocket and, and he played it well. And, um, you know, offensively, obviously that's kind of when we started clicking is when, you know, we were playing to our strengths there. Let's talk about this team sort of start at training camp. I think a lot of the guys that were on the roster last year, you know, they ended the season, regular season with the best record. And then coming into training camp, I think they sort of felt like they were forgotten about or because, you know, they lost some pieces and brought in a lot of new guys, people sort of forgot about them. How do you think that fueled this team in training camp? Yeah, I mean, we knew we had the talent to, you know, be able to pull it off and uh, make a run, but obviously it didn't start out that way when the, when the tournament got going. But um, I thought we had a great training camp. You know, everyone was was playing well. Obviously, our, our defense was, was very good and, um, you know, having – the two best goalies in the world, in my opinion, on your team uh, helps as well. Having the, Usually when you throw the backup in there in practice, you get to, you know, score a couple goals. But when you have Dylan Ward as your backup, he's stepping just like blazes. So, um, but no, we, uh, you know, we're very well balanced. And um, like you said, we had, a, we had a few fresh faces, obviously myself included. And those kind of things, you know, take time and, and to, to build that chemistry and to kind of gel. But uh, once we, you know, started getting our feet wet and kind of getting used to playing with each other, that's when we, we really took off and, and started playing well, obviously. So it, uh, it took a little while, but we, uh, we figured things out. What do you tell yourself in that situation? I mean, you are just getting your taste of PLL play and you, as you said, is a fresh face and you are, you are confident in your play and what your playmaking ability on the field and you start 0-4. What are you telling yourself going into the playoffs? 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, the beauty of sports is once you, you know, especially in, in the, the format that we had, everybody makes playoffs. So, I mean, we had that in the back of our mind all the way through. Um, I saw a lot of comments online saying that we were sandbagging and losing games on purpose. And I don't see any advantage to that having to play the two seed going to the playoffs. But, um, you know, we were, we were upset. We were, you know, we were pissed off. We going on four, you know, we were in every game to try and win it. And, um, but, you know, spanked a couple of games and there's a couple of close ones. So um, we were, we were ready to go. And, you know, we knew we had Chrome first game and we wanted, you know, revenge for that, for that first game of the tournament. So um, we knew we had what it took to, to win when it mattered. And like I said, it's the, the beauty of playoff, you know, playoffs in any sport. It's, it's a brand new season. And um, as long as you win when it matters, that's all that counts. What changed? There was a complete switch that was there a conversation that happened? Was there someone that stepped up? Was there a practice that st- stands out that really was the, the tide turned? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, with our offense, we kind of tweaked a couple things with changing the midfield lines and, you know, having along kind of all the Canadian guys together. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all grown men. We're all professional athletes. And um, we knew, you know, when it came down to it, it was winter go home. And we weren't, you know, we hadn't been in that situation yet. We knew, like I said, kind of in the back of our mind that, those round robin games weren't must win scenarios, but um, when we did get into those, you know, those first two must win games, we, we bared down and, you know, we played to our strengths. We, you know, we executed the game plans that the coaches put forward and um, it obviously showed on the scoreboard. Everyone has seen that blaze locker room speech about how, you know, this was your guys' last opportunity to, for a lot of players on, on chaos's team, to play lacrosse that year and to really take that opportunity that you guys had in front of you, how much do you think that impacted that playoff stretch? I think that was the perfect speech. I mean, that hits, I mean, that hits, hits home for everybody in that locker room in that league. That's, you know, that's the, the lifestyle that we live as, as pro lacrosse players where, you know, most guys are, are working full-time jobs outside and, um, you know, you're only playing for, we, nobody knows what the future holds, so who knows if it's going to be another tournament next year in, in the same type of format or if it's going to be a real season, but uh, it's going to be a long layoff for, for a lot of guys that are, you know, going between seasons, especially the guys that, you know, aren't playing in the indoor games. So um, it was, uh, it was a, you know, it was a tough speech, but it was a needed speech, and it was, it was definitely motivating for us in, in our locker room. And it, like I said, it, it hit home for a lot of guys and was kind of a wake-up call for us. How did Coach Towers too keep your guys's you know positivity levels up during a time like that? Well, I mean, you guys, anyone that's been around Coach Towers knows that he's just a barrel of excitement and energy and all of the above. And um, he was he was always positive. He was you know he's never down on us. He after every game, you know, he know he knew we were close, and it was just a couple bounces here and a couple you know sloppy turnovers and whatever else was there. We knew it was fixable. It's not like we were. You know, getting blown out and we were never in games. We knew these were fixable mistakes that we were making. And um, he was, you know, always going over game film and, and rewatching things and trying to figure out what we were doing right, what we were doing wrong. And, um, you know, our coaches worked tirelessly to, you know, fix our mistakes and, and put us in, you know, the best situation to, to be able to, to succeed. And um, they did a great job over those, you know, two or three weeks that we were playing. And um, they did, they did put us in, you know, every, um, you know, possible situation to win. And like I said, we kind of finally started to figure it out when, when the game started to mean something. Back to Blaze, 
He, despite your guys' record during the round robin part of it, had the highest save percentage throughout the tournament. How much of a leader is he for that team? He's unbelievable. I'd never, you know, had a chance to, to play with him before and uh, met him a couple times, obviously playing indoor against him, you know, after games and stuff. But having a guy like that, you know, in your locker room is, is an invaluable. And he's, um, whether it's, you know, one-on-one, just having a conversation with him or if it's a speech like that to the whole team, he just, he gets the guys fired up and he says the right things at the right times. And um, he's just, you know, he's a guy that everybody it's one of those guys that everyone hates to play against, but you'd absolutely love to have on your team because he's not only a great leader, he's probably the, you know, the best at, at what he does in the world. So he's a, he's a huge piece to our team. Championship game, y'all rose to the occasion and it was a fantastic game, but it obviously did not go in y'all's favor. What kind of emotions were going through, especially going into half, knowing that it was that close and y'all really were in that fight? Yeah, we had three great quarters. Um, you know, offensively, obviously, I don't think we played to our potential, especially the, the two games leading up to that. Um, you know, putting in, I think it was 19 and 13 goals in the two games prior to that. And um, you're not going to win any, you know, many, if, if any games, scoring six goals in a lacrosse game. So um, that's a tough pill to swallow for us as an offense, knowing that, you know, we could have been better. But um, we were, you know, going back to blaze it's we're not i don't know if we're even in that game if, if it's not for him he was standing on his head for for three quarters and, and keeping us in that and um unfortunately you know that's a, a very good whip snakes team obviously as everybody knows and they kind of found their stride and, and zed kind of morphed into a, a superhero and completely stomped all over us in, in the fourth quarter there and uh the rest is kind of history but again we uh you know we we played hard we battled we put forth a, a decent effort for, you know, three quarters anyways. And, um, but like I said, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow and it's definitely one that's going to sit with us in the off season. What was that post game locker room speech like from coach towers? Uh, I was pretty somber, you know, every, anytime you lose in a big game, I've, I've lost a few championships games in my life and, you know, no one's usually really in the mood to, to talk or, um, you know, be conversing with anybody or so it was, um, you know, he did, he, he did, you know, typical Andy Towers. He's telling us how proud he was of us and, you know, how hard we worked to get there and, you know, proved a lot of people wrong and we should be proud of ourselves. And, um, you know, down the road, it's, you know, it's something that you will be able to look back and, and be proud of, you know, the fact that we accomplished that, you know, the way that we, you know, came in as the seventh seed and, and we were able to battle our way and get to that championship game. But um, at the end of the day, you know, you lose a championship. It's, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. Now that you've kind of had time to reflect on championship series and this whole crazy three-week experience, what is kind of something that you're really taking away, whether it's, um, you know, something that's happened on the field or conversations you've had with teammates in that locker room? I think it's just, you know, me being a new guy and, and meeting a lot of those guys for the first time and just being around, you know, the same you know, 25 guys for, basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week for three straight weeks, just, you know, the relationships that you build and, and the, the bonds that you create and, and the friendships that you make is, is, you know, something that lasts forever is, you know, cheesy and corny as that sounds. That's kind of what, you know, sports and especially being, you know, a pro lacrosse player boils down to. That's kind of what, you know, that's half of what you do it for is just, you know, being with the guys and getting to hang out with them, you know, during a, a, a regular season, you know, just flying out and, and get to hang out with those guys for two, three days, you know, every weekend. That's, you know, that's half the reason that you're there. So um, getting to do that and, you know, that kind of con condensed format and, 
being around, you know, the, the guys for three straight weeks was, was pretty cool. And, and getting to know a lot of those guys, there's just, you know, a lot of good guys in that locker room. So that was a lot of fun. Was the level of play in the PLL what you thought? It was outstanding. It was, it was crazy. You know, how it's having, you know, being a 17 league and, you know, having that much, that, ta- that much talent in, in, you know, one tournament was, was crazy. There's, you know, you could never, take a playoff or, or, um, you know, kind of go into a lull as, as we saw in that first game against the Chrome, you know, we dominated the first half and then kind of took our foot off the gas and, and got smoked there in the second half. So, um, you could never take a night off. You could never take, take a shift off. And, um, the amount of talent on the field at any given time was, was incredible. And it was, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to play in that. What's next for Curtis Dixon now that the championship series is over? What's next for Curtis Dixon? Well, as I was telling you guys earlier, I was just locked down for two weeks sitting in my apartment. So going outside. I've just just been enjoying, I think I've been free for a week and a half and I've golfed like nine of the 10 days that I've been free. So um, a lot of that while the weather still permits, uh, just, Mm -hmm. you know, things up here in Canada are starting to slowly open back up as far as being able to run on camps and clinics and stuff with smaller groups of kids. So I have uh, me and, you know, me and a friend of mine, Dane Dobie, who I play with in Calgary, uh, started up our, our own company up here. So we're slowly trying to work back into that. But um, other than that, not a whole lot. The life of Curtis Dixon is not very exciting. <laughs> Same. Unfortunately. Same. No. <laughs> All right, Curtis. Well, thank you for coming on here with us. Well, thanks for having me, girls. Anytime. Before we get into that speed, boy, this podcast is brought to you by our incredible friends at Ticketmaster, the official presenting sponsor of the PLL. Ticketmaster has all of your needs when it comes to concerts, sporting events, arts and theater, and much more. To check out everything they have to offer, head to Ticketmaster.com or open up your Ticketmaster app. Again, that is Ticketmaster.com or open up your Ticketmaster app. Okay, now it is time for that speed, boy. That's me, boy. This is a very special segment of that speed, boy, because we are joined by the Inside Feeds number one fan, Jameson Embry, and he is going to take a shot at that speed, boy, this week. So, welcome, Jameson. Oh, very. It's about time you're on the show, to be honest. I know, I know. It's been a long time coming, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know if people know this, but Jameson won one of the Uts challenges on the PLL's Live, and he actually gave a shout-out to the inside feed. Yo, <laughs> first off, Jameson, congratulations. What do you have to say to the world after winning a year's supply of pretzels thanks to Uts? Shout-out, everyone. Shout-out, RJ, the crew, Lisa and Emma, for sure. <laughs> because yeah. we helped him with his PLO knowledge. So congratulations. Yeah. Now you're being taken to the next level and you're gonna be on that speed boy. How do you like, do you think you're gonna do okay? I think I'm gonna be all right, but I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna find out. So during the segment, Jameson will have 52 seconds to answer as many interesting stats and fun facts about the Chaos Lacrosse Club. If you get it correct, you'll hear this sound. And if you get it wrong, you'll hear this sound. Are you ready? Are you ready to rumble? I'm nervous for you, to be honest. I'm nervous too. I want him to do good, but I don't want him to beat me. So don't do too good. (laughs) Let's see. 
I can't Ready, remember. go. Who led chaos in points? Josh Byrne. What number is Curtis Dixon? 71. Who led the chaos midfield in points? There was a tie between Dane Smith and Jake Percara. Who led the chaos and caused turnovers? Jake, Jack Rowlett. Where did Jake Fricaro go to college? Villanova. How many saves did Blaze Reardon have? 119. <laughs> Who led the chaos attack in points? Josh Byrne. What number is Jared Newman? 88. Where did Patrick Resch go to college? Uh, Dartmouth. Chaos. You said you led the chaos attack in points. The only thing we told him was the fact that it was going to be chaos specific because we were having a chaos guest. But so, to be honest, um, I looked at so before you guys answered, I was like literally looking at like all the I was like looking at the leaderboards and stuff, and then I forgot that like you got asked the leaderboards questions like last time. So I was like, oh damn, <laughs> and I was like actually getting really into it. I was like rewatching games and stuff. <laughs> I didn't think about this. I mean, he could have the stats page just pulled up on his computer right now. And we oh, I, my I, God. I, I I'm looking right at you. I, I <laughs> we'll, we'll trust that you're an honest man and that you're I not. I promise. I promise. All right. Well, was that everything you thought it would be and more? Def, this is, like, amazing. <laughs> we'll have to have you on again, and I'll make them, I'll make them harder next yeah, time. Yeah, make them harder next time. Yeah. Really good, apparently. Well, thank you for coming on yes, the show, Jameson. You. This was... Well, you're, our first, you're our first fan guest. Congratulations. I know. I know. This is like crazy. <laughs> I need to get some inside feed merch so when we do have people. Yeah. Feed, we can like, what is it? First one's going to Jameson. All right. That is our episode this week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Jameson just absolutely killed it. Yeah. What a guy. Again, if you want to be on that speed boy, you need to DM us. We have a few people that have uh, already signed up, but if you want to, if you think you can come on and test your knowledge, bring it on. We want it. I think it was his birthday the other day. So happy belated birthday, Jameson. <laughs> Before we go, make sure you subscribe on Apple podcasts and Spotify, and please leave us a review. Make sure you also follow us at the inside feed on Twitter and Instagram and at Lisa Redmond 29 and at Amidams on IG. Woo! <laughs> Enjoy your vacation. Um, and... well, we will talk to you all next week as next usual. Week. Woo! Bye. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. 